your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And if you are a first-time listener, welcome. And if you're a long-time listener, welcome back. Today, we will get to the poll <clears throat> for the uh, grade handed out to JT Comfer. Uh, Avalanche sign somebody back to the team. The award show is tonight. Uh, and some rumors swirling around about the Avalanche possibly adding a defender who could possibly be on the market. So we will get to all of that um, <clears throat> in a minute. But first of all, follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. That's also where you can vote on these polls that we are having. Uh, follow on Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, and or opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So we are, I'm not going to go too much into Stanley Cup. This is an Avalanche show. It's, uh, you know, uh, we don't want to get too hung up on Dallas and the Lightning, but uh, we are rooting for the Lightning, clearly. Um, and because Adam and I have become good friends, who Adam Denker, who runs the Locked On Lightning show. So definitely rooting for the Lightning. Lightning, uh, kind of not the way we anti-Dallas fans would like game one to go. But Dallas was the the better team by far in, in game one. So And it showed. So the, the way that they played looked strikingly similar. Did it not, if you watched. Very uh, chippy. Uh, they were able to get shots on net early lightning took the game over late but just could not get anything basket open and uh, i don't know what that guy has been taking lately but uh whatever it is it's working so game two tonight and then uh we'll see what happens but entertaining game one anyway and that's all i really ask for when it comes to the stanley cup the award show will also be tonight where we will finally get to the end of this Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes debacle. I don't even want to call it a debacle. It's, a, I guess, a, a fight between fans. And we'll finally get the answer. Um, I genuinely think Kale McCarr will win the Calder. We'll also find out about the Hart Trophy. I, what Do I think Nathan McKinnon should win the Hart? Yes. Not just, you know, because... Uh, I'm a homer, and this is an avalanche show. The 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 term value uh, is exactly Nathan McKinnon this year with all the injuries that they had, and him being able to continue to put up points the way he did and play the way he did with kind of like a mishmash of of lines for the entirety of the season. Uh, he is the most quote valuable player. I don't think he will win it though. I. I would I be surprised if he does? No, no, I don't. I wouldn't be, but I don't think he will. I think uh, I think Drysaddle just because he was kind of head and shoulders above everybody else in the points department. I think that will win over for him. And do I think it's fair? Not really, but that's kind of what the MVP award has turned into across the board. Really, um, you know when when was when was the last time 
a player in any sport, and this is a genuine question because I don't know the answer to all of this, but um, when was the last time a player in any sport won the MVP where you could say that was based on that player's value and not just he had a really good season? <clears throat> so I think that's going to go to Dreisaitl. But the best thing about this is we don't have to... Those are the two uh, awards that we want to see most, and we'll know all of this in a half hour. I think it starts at 7.30 Eastern time. Uh, so by 8 o'clock, we will know all of it. And if this was the regular Vegas, you know, big production, obviously it would go hours like any award show. But for, for these times, uh, it's just half hour. Here's the winner's. And go on with your lives. So we'll definitely talk about that tomorrow, how that all panned out. And uh, hopefully we have hopefully we'll go two for two in terms of those awards. But um, what do you think? Do you think it'll be McKinnon? I know we all think it'll be McCarr. Um, and I know we all want it to be McKinnon, clearly. But do you think that he will win this or will it, will it kind of go to Dreisaitl? Or Panarin. Do you think Panarin could sneak up and, and win this thing? Who knows? Let me know, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. All right, the Avalanche make a signing, their first one in the, this truncated offseason. And it goes to someone who pitched in during this bubble playoff, and Logan O'Connor gets a two-year contract with the Avalanche. His uh, entry-level contract ran out, so he was set to become a restricted free agent. We had talked about him last week when we were talking about RFAs. Uh, he did have arbitration rights. Like we had said, the only one who does not is Tyson Jost. Uh, but he didn't have to go to arbitration. So he signed a two-year deal. It is reported that the first year is a two-way deal, which is uh, 700000 200000 guaranteed. And then the second year of that two-year is a full one-way deal for 750000 uh, and the ad- the average annual value of that seven hundred twenty five thousand. So, uh, I think they have bigger plans for him. And I think the you know making the second year deal a one way deal is uh, kind of a, a a you know good for you type of thing for O'Connor. You know if you're gonna you know someone his caliber uh, is never really gonna cash in, but uh, to kind of him give him. Uh, the reward of of a, a one way deal, and if you're unfamiliar with two way and one way, two way is so so for the first year of this two way deal deal, he would if he doesn't play in the NHL, if he's playing in the AHL, he'll make a different salary than if he's up in the NHL. A one one way deal is you make the same no matter if you're playing in the NHL or the AHL. So clearly, players want one year deals, and that second year for him will be much richer. Uh, no matter where he plays, where the first-year deal, he'll get paid dependent on which league he's in. So it's kind of like a, you know, the first year helps, or it doesn't say help, but the first year, uh, the Avalanche, maybe don't have to put up as much for him, but in the second year, it's kind of like a, like a nice reward for um, him being a, a good part of this team. And I think that they have a lot... Uh, I think he has a lot left to give, and I think he's kind of just getting started with this team. So we'll see what happens. It's a, a short little two-year deal, and then at the end of this one, maybe he gets bumped up even a little bit more after that. So uh, we shall see. But this is the first signing 
for the Avalanche, which will probably be a flurry of signings uh, soon. You know, once uh, definitely once the Stanley Cup is over, uh, then it, it's going to be fast and furious between free agency and the draft and trades. So some teams are already getting going with trades and signings, but then this is the first for the Avalanche. So maybe this is kind of what jump starts some things. But good. I, I think everybody's happy. Uh, I think both sides are happy with this. I think Avalanche fans are happy with this. I think they like Logan O'Connor. I think they kind of hope he can take some sort of leap. He's not going to be, you know, leaping, you know, mountains or anything like that. But uh, he could be a very good player and, and an important player for the Avalanche. And I think this two-year deal is something to the effect of, all right, when you get called up, uh, let's see what you got. And they've done that so far, and he's done well. Done well. That, that again, that pass, uh, I can't remember. I want to say it was Belmar in the playoffs. Spectacular. So, sign of things to come, hopefully. What could be on the horizon is... And the Avalanche first trade, like I said, we got their first signing with O'Connor is their first trade around the corner. There's been things that have been said over the weekend and we'll talk about that right after this. Okay. So trades are on the horizon. Signings are on the horizon. <clears throat> Free agency clearly on the horizon. And like, you know, any fan base, we want to see the Avalanche make big splashes and sign the big names and cash out or dole out the big money, which the average lunch typically don't do. Maybe they could this off season. They have some cap space to do it. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did uh, hand out money to somebody like Taylor Hall or Alex Petrangelo. But the news that I have heard over the weekend, and I'm sure if you are kind of keeping up with avalanche stuff, you may have heard this too. A couple different news outlets are reporting uh, that the Avalanche are interest interested in Arizona Coyotes defender Nicholas Jarmelson. So this is more in line with what I know of the Colorado Avalanche going after somebody like this. Jarmelson will not. He is not the offensive defenseman. He's a very good defender. He is almost that. You hear the term in football: shutdown corner. He's that type of defender. Um, does it surprise me that they have interest in him? Not at all. Could they make this happen? Definitely. And I think this is kind of in the wheelhouse of things that Avalanche want to do. Bring in guys like this. He has one year left on his current deal. So the Avalanche interest in him, whether or not they get him, brings up, if it's true, if all of this is true, and we're not going to hear from Joe Sack is not going to come out and say, yeah, we have interest in this guy. Um, but if they if they genuinely have interest in someone like Nicholas Jarmelson, then what does that say? And considering he has one year left, I think it says a couple things. I think one, it says we're going to wait on Bowen Byram because I think we want to wait one more year for him. What good that could do for Byram is a whole nother discussion. And there there are talks of Byram looking into a Swedish league to play. Uh, because the league he played in, was it the WHL, really doesn't have anything to offer him anymore. It would He would just be spinning his wheels there. Um, so I think he, I, I've heard, again, 
that he is looking into Swedish leagues. And I think it was AJ Hefley from DNVR uh, did really good reporting because I don't know too much about Swedish leagues. I don't, uh, you know, but he did say there's two big leagues out there. One of them, if you sign with them, you have to play there for the entirety of the season, which is pretty crazy. So if Byram signs with them, and, and NHL clubs, it doesn't matter. You cannot go to anywhere else until that league season is over. Uh, there's another league out there that does not do that. So, but that other league is n- is not the quality of the league that forces you to stay. What is the difference? I don't. That I don't know. I don't know if there's a big jump. Um, f- kind of in reading his reporting, it doesn't seem like there's too much of a difference. But I would think Byron would go to that other league just in case, just in case he wants to come back or the Avalanche need him. Uh, because if he goes to the league where you can't go, hands are tied, got to finish the season. So with that also, I mean, if that is kind of the route he's going right now, it kind of does make even more sense that Jarmelson, that the Avalanche would be interested in him. Uh, right now, his his cap, his the contract that he has, has a $5 million contract or a cap hit for his contract. So what does it say for the current Avs defenders? The more I think about it, it, this is kind of where Zadorov wants to be, would be my guess, in the 4 to $5 million range. Now, Jamison is 33 years old, so if they get him, he's immediately one of the oldest guys on the team, which is maybe what you want. You want guys like that. And, you know, you, you need... You can't have every... Everybody on your defense be offensive-minded defensemen. You can't. I mean, it, it's fun to watch, but you need those shutdown defenders. I'm not saying Nikita Zadorov is a shutdown defender. I think Nikita Zadorov at times can be an excellent defender and at times has lapses. You wouldn't really get that with Dremelson. He is 33 years old compared to Zadorov's 25, I think, right? 25 years old for Zadorov. So are you going to trade <laughs> eight years? experience to get a defender that you know you can rely on you you know that you will not have all right what are we going to get from z today and are you willing to do that for a 33 year old defenseman compared to a 25 year old defenseman who can still be taught to play the way the avalanche want to play um i don't know if the avalanche want to do this i i, th- I think they move on from nikita zadorov i think things are are trending in that direction. I, I, the more I think about this and the more time goes on, I think this is where we're going to see the biggest movement on the abs is on the defense. Um, I, I, I like Ian Cole. I think Ian Cole will be around. Um, I, I just think because of who the coach is, I don't think Jared Bednar is satisfied with Zadorov. I think they move on from him. And at this point, I don't think you can move on from Ryan Graves. I, I like Ryan, Ryan Graves. Um, if you wanted to get rid of him, you would have done it at the trade deadline because you would sell high on him. But now he's due a contract, and you can't just let him go. If another team signed him, you would get some compensatory t- picks, but they wouldn't be you know, anything near what they could have been if you traded for him at the trade deadline. 
So I think because of that, you bring Graves back. And I think Jarmuson pretty much takes the place of Zadorov for one year. And then you let Byram get another year of seasoning. And Jarmuson probably moves on. Byram comes up the year after. Not that they're the same styles of play in any manner, but then you address that in next year's free agency. Um, I I don't I don't think Petrangelo's coming, people. I, I know a lot of people think that would solve a lot of problems. It would, but I don't think he is coming. I think this is what Joe Sackick likes. Somebody like Nicholas Jarmelson, who he can rely on to be a defender. Kind of like Eric Johnson is a defender. Uh, that's what he wants. He has his offensive defenders. He, he, he's he got that clearly in Makar. Uh, not that Gerard is a, a, you know, a lights out offensive player, but Gerard had what? 24, 25 assists in that area. Would you like to see him score more? Definitely. Uh, but he, he can play an offensive game and he's a little undersized. So you, you do need someone that's has some weight to them. Um, and I, I just, I think he wants to shore up his defense. So he's happy with, I think he's happy with Eric Johnson. I don't think Johnson's going anywhere unless Johnson says he wants to go somewhere. And that's the same thing with Drummond, by the way, he does have a no trade clause in his contract and Arizona made the playoffs last year. So would he stay because he's happy that he's on a playoff team that he would hope it would improve. Uh, but it's not trending in that direction because it does seem like Arizona wants to get younger and might sell off some of their assets, him being one of them. Uh, and would he okay a trade to Colorado? I don't know who wouldn't. And I'm not trying to sound like arrogant in saying that, but you know, you, you are going to immediately play for a, a Stanley Cup contending team. So very, very interesting stuff here. There's so many moving parts and... We just don't have answers to this stuff right now because we don't know truly where, where Joe Sackick's head is at and what he wants to do. I think it's going to be a focus on defense. I, I think he was satisfied with the Avalanche defense last year, but I think he wants to uh, make it a priority because the offense is fine. You don't really need I mean, if you want to add a Taylor Hall, what, why would you say no to that? That would just only improve an already incredible offense and and the defense I thought last year was good was it great no and I think that's what they need to be uh, and I think getting someone like Jarmelson would be a step up definitely it wouldn't be the end it wouldn't be like you get him and then our, our problems are solved uh, you would get him and slot him into the piece of the puzzle and then continue to see what you can do uh, so man off seasons are crazy so we don't we don't we don't have all the answers, but the good thing, also the good thing is we'll know them relatively soon. We don't have to wait that long because, uh, you know, I don't know. The NHL seems like they might not start on time. Who knows at this point? It's still a little bit early to tell, but that doesn't matter. All this stuff is going to happen fast and furious. So we'll have answers to roster spots pretty quickly, pretty quickly. All right. We are going to take a short break here and then come back with the JT Comfort poll. Uh, and we are also going to hear from our friends at GamerGoo. And if you are a gamer and you play hours on end, 
hands can get a little sweaty. And way to stop that, use Gamer Goo. Gamer Goo is a hand lotion, which is like an antiperspirant for your hands. No more dropped controllers or slipping controllers through your hands. Gamer Goo, stop that. Lather it on, sweat is gone. Designed to offer optimal gaming performance, especially formulated Gamer Goo. Keeps hands dry, cool, and sweat-free, even during the most heated of gaming encounters. And you can get six different scents, peppermint, cinnamon, orange, vanilla sugar, teakwood, and cherry blossom. Right now, go to GamerGoo.com, enter the promo code LOA for Lockdown Avalanche, and $10 comes off of your order. GamerGoo.com. Also, let's hear from Built Bar and BuiltBar.com, and you know it, you love it, it's Built Bar. Built Bar, the best tasting nutrition and energy bar on the market hands down, in my opinion. I've told you about the flavors. Uh, I've told you about the nutrition and the the nutrition facts. Uh, let's just compare Built Bar to the other bars out there. Calories, Built Bar, 130. Others, 250, 210, 180. Fat content, 2.5 grams. Others, 6 grams, 5 grams. One even has 10 grams. Net carbs, 4 net carbs in Built Bar. Some of the other ones that you know, as high as 38 net carbs. Incredible. Uh, sugar, 4 grams in Built Bar. Some of the other ones have 21, 14. Insane. So the the numbers are what they are, and the taste is what it is. Built Bar tastes fantastic, fantastic, and it's good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON. $10 comes off of your order each and every time. BuiltBar.com. Okay, last but not least, we're getting to JT Comfort. It's time to uh, give him his season grade for the year. This one went pretty much in the direction that I figured it would go, like they pretty much have all have up until this point. Uh, and, and I think JT Comfort is one of those guys that people just expect more from and haven't got it yet. And I think they're a little bit more forgiving on JT Comfort. And for some reason, I feel like Comfort is in that same boat with like Tyson Jost. But because they've they've gotten more production at Comfort, they're a little bit more forgiving on him. You don't really hear his name like you do with Tyson Jost, like got to get rid of him, trade him. I think they, I think, you know, fans for the most part like Comfort and feel that they will get more of a return from JT Comfort than they will someone like Tyson Jost. Just feel like sometimes fans have given up completely on Jost where Comfort is like, okay, like he shows us things more consistently. Could be definitely could be more consistent. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, but numbers, numbers wise, uh, say for that first season where he only paid, played 21 games. Uh, this year played 67 games, which is pretty much in line what he has played the past couple years. Uh, 20, or excuse me, 31 points this year, which is one behind his career high, which was last season at 32. Now you might say, well, he, you know, probably would have beaten that if the, the season had gone in full. Yeah, he would have, uh, the, the 32 points from last year were from 66 games. So this 31 point season was after 67. So kind of right in line, but the goals went down and the assists went up 
last year he had 16 goals. This year was only 11. And the assists the year before was 16 as well. And the assists were 20. So, I mean, that is what it is. I think he needed to be a little bit more assertive on the offensive end when it came to taking shots um, because his shots were down. I mean, and again, he would have beaten last year, but he had only 106 shots um, on goal anyway compared to the 118 from last year. And even the year before that, he had 131. So I think it needs to be a little bit more aggressive when it comes to his offensive game because it's it can be there. It can be there. And in the playoffs, uh, didn't do too bad in the playoffs. Had eight points, three goals, and five assists in the playoffs. Now, during the season, uh, and this is kind of where people are like, you got to be a little bit more consistent. He kind of disappears at times. I counted three different instances where he had at least five consecutive games where he didn't score a point. One of those was a seven game stretch and it didn't, it's not like he, once he finally did score, then he went on maybe like a two or three game point streak. He would have uh, like a five, a five game pointless streak, have an assist and then have three more games where he didn't score a point. So that stuff has to end. You know what I mean? Like he, he needs to be more because you're going to have streaks, especially like a guy of his caliber and, and the lines he plays on. He's going to have games where he doesn't score, but it's you don't want to go five games, seven games. That can't happen. Like you, you have to break up. If you go three games without scoring, you need to bust your butt to end that streak right then and there. Um, so he's a likable guy. I think the fans like I like I he's one of my favorite guys on the team. I, I don't know why. I just he 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 gives it his all. I, I don't really ever watch JT Confer and think that he's dogging it. Maybe I don't know if anybody else feels that he is, but um I, I, I kind of like how he plays. So from Twitter, uh he got a hard C on his <clears throat> his uh grade for the year. Let me get to the uh, actual numbers for everybody uh but it was a, a a c pretty much by by far but he did get grades in all four categories he did get some votes for a three <clears throat> percent voted for a uh his b grade was 31 percent c was 61 and d was six so we only got a couple a votes um it, this one's tough for me like again i I can't put a plus a minus B plus B minus on Twitter just because I'm only resigned to four uh, outputs. But I, I if I, I would give him a C plus, I could I wouldn't go up to a B minus. Uh, but I would I would give him a comfortable C plus for JT Confer. And I think he could, you know, this could be the thing where he takes the next step. Maybe. I mean, he is 25 years old, so is this what we're getting from JT Confer? I don't know. Um, if it is, you know, I'm okay with it, but he could be that guy could, that could turn it on. I, I just like, I really like what he did last year's playoffs. I thought we were going to get that again. He started off pretty well in the playoffs, but then kind of disappeared a little bit. Um, he needs to be more, uh, he needs to be that guy that people know on the ice. And I don't think he has that right now, but he definitely, definitely could. 
Um, and maybe maybe next year's will something will click for him and he'll be a little bit more consistent. So who knows? But Twitter gives him a C. I give him a C plus. And tomorrow, or actually for for Wednesday show, I'm gonna skip. Kevin Kanaan, he only played four games for Colorado. I don't think we can really give him a fair grade, uh, only playing in the short amount of time that he did. So we're going to skip Mr. Kevin Kanaan for, for this this grading season and uh, move right over to Jonas Donskoy. And uh, he is our next player on the list. That poll will go up later today. And uh, vote on what you think his grade should be for his first year in an avalanche sweater. I look forward to uh, talking about this one for sure. So vote. That will be up on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Comment. Comments will be read on the air. Um, and Or email me, whatever you want to say. If you have something longer to say that you can't put it into a Twitter post, email me at LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. That will be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, definitely check out Locked On NHL, which Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning and I will be hosting on Thursday this week and probably for the next couple weeks. Uh, so check that out. Check it out every day if you want to know what's going on around the league. But definitely check it out Thursday when him and I do it. Um, and that'll be it. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.